God bless you, everyone. I want to welcome everybody here to the house of God on this brisk uh, Sunday morning in the month of May. It's the first Sunday of May. Amen. So we're going to be taking communion later. But uh, I don't know what to say or what to do about this weather. But I tell you one thing, I ain't complaining. I ain't complaining. I'll take a little bit of uh, brisk weather, the marine layer right here in the mornings, and then it gets burned off uh, any day of the week. Praise God. Any day of the week. Amen. Well, we're going to continue our, our teaching and preaching um, in the Holy Spirit and about the Holy Spirit. Today, I'm going to be um, talking uh, with you about the vision that God has for your life. A vision that God has placed in your heart. The vision that God has given us as a church and the vision, somebody say the vision, that God has given the church. So God has given us a vision and he's given the church, the church universal, a vision. And today I am hoping to connect a passage of scripture found in the Old Testament in Isaiah chapter 54. You can turn with me there. I'm going to connect that with the book of Acts chapter 2 verses 38 part B all the way through verse 47. I'm going to walk us through the paces of, of how God connects always the old to the new and how that applies to our lives. The video that Steve was talking about uh, can be found on Facebook, just a, just a brief video showing what we, we've been doing here in um, the sanctuary, but you may enjoy it. We'll have more of those updates via video in the coming weeks. Please continue to pray with us. We have multiple quotes and estimates for the various works that we're going to do in the sanctuary. And so this week is a big week. We're going to be uh, working through those quotes that we've received from different people. We'll be praying over the decision, and then we're going to be taking some bold steps of faith as we um, come down the stretch. So what I want to talk about today is how the Holy Spirit must be a part of your life and my life, and the Holy Spirit is always a part of stretching us and helping us to grow. Somebody say grow. The Holy Spirit is a part of our growth plan, personally, as a family, and as a church. In chapter 54 of the book of Isaiah, Many of us have read a book called The Prayer of Jabez. How many of you have, have read that book or have heard about it? In The Prayer of Jabez, which has been delivered to us through the prophet Isaiah, chapter 54, speaks of taking bold steps of faith with God on your side and behind you in every step that you take. 
And what Isaiah speaks of here in chapter 54 of Isaiah is a vision, a future vision, a destination of what God wants to do in your life and how God wants to do it. Isaiah 54, verses 2 and 3 say this. Enlarge the place of your tent. Stretch your tent curtains wide. Do not hold back. Let me say that again. Stretch your tent curtains wide. Do not hold back. Lengthen your cords. Strengthen your stakes. Somebody say stakes. For you will spread out to the right and to the left. Your descendants will dispossess nations and settle in their desolate cities. I'm going to read it again. Verse 2. Enlarge the place of your tent. Stretch your tent curtains wide. Don't hold back. Lengthen your cords and strengthen your stakes. For you will spread out to the right and to the left. Your descendants will dispossess nations and settle in their desolate cities. Father God, we pray that you would walk us through this passage. You would walk us through the message for today. Father, through the power of the Holy Spirit, I pray that you would speak to our hearts, that you would open our minds, and that you would open our eyes, that we can see the things that you have in store for us. We pray all these things in the name of Jesus. And everyone said, and everyone said, Amen. Put your hands together, Mission Ebenezer. Hallelujah. So we see Isaiah begins with this vision for you, for us. And in this vision, we see that there is a process whenever we prepare to enlarge our territory. Whenever you are in the process of enlarging your territory, expanding your properties, expanding your portfolio, hiring another employee to work for you or under you, adding on to your house, adding on to your family, enlarging your territory by faith, getting the next degree that is required for you to pursue the career choice that God has placed in your heart that he is destined for you to do and for you to grow in. For ministry, God wants to enlarge our territory. For you personally, God wants to enlarge your spiritual territory and your reach. God wants you to be able to reach folks in high places. God wants you to be able to reach folks right where you're at. And God wants you to be able to go and reach folks that are marginalized, that are destitute, and that are desperate and, and in need of receiving the love and the grace of Jesus Christ. So in other words, we see in my introductory remarks that Isaiah is saying it's a process. You don't just start enlarging your territory just because you had a great idea. Just because you, you, you received a vision of what you want to do or where you want to go, it doesn't mean you, you start right away. 
It's a process. Anybody that's been in the real estate business know that you, you have to build up a clientele. You have to build up trust. You got to do things right. You got to have success. And once you hit the tipping point, as Malcolm Gladwell has well stated in his book, Tipping Point, you'll see that everything just flows like it's going downhill easily. It's the same with God. You and I are forced to take steps of faith, but in the process of taking those steps of faith, when God calls you to enlarge your territory, he knows full well that it is not a process that he has called you to try and do all by yourself. Let me say this. It's also not a work or a job that is, that is designated to the Holy Spirit to do all by himself either. God has called the Holy Spirit to come alongside you because it's his job to lift up the name of Jesus. And if any of you have Jesus in your heart, that means the Spirit of God lives in you. So let me break it down for us like this. The process begins, first of all, as a thought. Enlarge your territory. That's the word from God. That's not the revelation, but it's the word from God. It's a challenge by faith to enlarge your territory. It's a thought. A thought is like a seed or a vision. It's where it all begins. That word from God that you have received from God is the thought. It's a part of what God is going to take you to. Secondly, you sit down after receiving that thought. You downloaded that thought from God through the Holy Spirit. You pray over it, and then you ask God to give you wisdom and knowledge. So you receive the word from God. Then you sit down. You bathe that thought or that word from God in prayer, in conversation with other people who are filled with godly wisdom, people who are blessed in that field or expertise. You sit down with God. You sit down with the Holy Spirit. You can't just always be moving. You can't just always be on the go. You will not be able to sit and download and receive the fuller, expanded vision of what God has for you until you sit down and learn to pray with God. Thirdly, the Lord shows you how and where and what and why, and then we realize the work that needs to be done to get to that place. So after we've received from God, we sit down with God. And then God shows us and demonstrates to us the how. He shows you the how. He gives you the whole business plan right there. Boom. And you're a success for the Lord, an entrepreneur for Jesus. The Holy Spirit will lead you and guide you. But it doesn't happen overnight. 
Godly success rarely happens overnight. Most of the time, it happens via a process that is, lead, that is led and directed by the Holy Spirit. And that takes time. How many of you know that good things take time? Good things take time. And finally, you begin the journey with the Holy Spirit towards that destination, and then your territory is extended. It is enlarged. Your tents have been enlarged. The cords have been lengthened, and God will bring to you the stakes that are required to put down those larger, those, those lengthened cords to your tent, to your property, to your territory, to what God has given to you. God will continue to elevate you because he's with you in the process. But unless you invite the Holy Spirit to be a part of this process, you are working at it on your own. Unless we invite the Holy Spirit to be a part of this process of enlarging our territory, guess what? The Holy Spirit cannot anchor the tent flaps of your life. Like my father said this morning, we must have stake in the Holy Spirit so that the Holy Spirit can, can lengthen and strengthen and establish the works that God has given us to do because it's your work. It's our work. Amen? Praise the Lord. So we see here this vision that Isaiah gives us in, in Isaiah chapter 54 is, is a vision for the church. It's a vision for the people of God. In other words, don't be satisfied. Always be prepared to grow. Just know that God will be with you if you invite the Holy Spirit in that great work. So I want to, I want to take us to Acts chapter 2. Would you turn with me there, please? Acts chapter 2. I think it's significant for us to be able to connect this vision that Isaiah has given to us with the way God has worked things out in the life of the church. In the book of Acts, and remember that the book of Acts can be called the book, the, the book of Acts of the disciples, or it can be called the book of Acts of the Holy Spirit because of the Holy Spirit's role and involvement in the beginnings of the church. How many of you have ever asked a question, why did God take so long to send Jesus, and why did, why did it take so long for the church to be established? I know I have asked that question, and a whole bunch of other theological questions, like why was sin allowed to be a part of creation in the first place? All kinds of questions like that. And I don't want to go down that rabbit trail. I don't want to digress too much. I want to keep us on track. Acts chapter 2, verse 38, beginning in part B, which is the second sentence, says, 
and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The promise is for you and your children and for all who are far off, for all whom the Lord our God will call. And that is established on the promise of Luke chapter 24, verse 49. Three weeks ago, we began by connecting the promise of the Holy Spirit that Luke gave to us in Luke chapter 24 that Jesus gave to his disciples. He says, go and wait and you will be clothed with power from on high. Go and wait so that you might be clothed with power from on high. Acts chapter 1 and 2, we learn that the Holy Spirit came. Verse 39. The promise is for you and your children and for all who are far off, for all whom the Lord our God will call. That's called the vision. That's called the prophecy. Amen? Verse 40. With many other words, he warned them, that is Peter, and he pleaded with them, save yourselves from this corrupt generation. Those who accepted his message were baptized, and about 3,000 were added to their number that day. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe, and many wonders and miraculous signs were done by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. Selling their possessions and goods, they gave to anyone as he had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes. They ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. Can I hear an amen? And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. So in other words, this great move of God, which was a movement of the Holy Spirit, is called the church. Everybody say the church. And it took time within the history of the people of God for the church to be established. It took thousands of years for the church to be established. Thousands of years for the church to be established. Now, I know we don't have thousands of years personally for God to work in our life. We're lucky if we have three score and ten. But God has promised to be with us, and God will work quickly within our lives and within your heart and within the body of Christ as he has called us to see to it that God's will and God's purposes shall be done here on earth as it is in heaven. So everything is done according to the plan of the Holy Spirit. So I want to connect now what Isaiah was teaching us in Isaiah 54. In larger territory, and today I'd like to say, by the power of the Holy Spirit, in larger territory by faith. So in other words, enlarging our territory is the work of the Holy Spirit. Can I hear an amen? I don't think you heard what I said. Enlarging your territory is a work of the Holy Spirit. It is a work that is not done apart from us, nor is it a work done apart from him. 
We work hand in hand with the Spirit in all things. So here's point number one for today. The Holy Spirit is at work in everything and everyone all the time. That's point number one. The Holy Spirit is at work in everything and everyone all the time. The Holy Spirit is at work in the world. The Holy Spirit is at work with unbelievers. The hounds of heaven are chasing down. He, uh, that, that, that man, that woman who doesn't know him yet, but the Holy Spirit's already working on, on them. The Holy Spirit works through unbelievers. Y'all didn't, y'all didn't, y'all didn't, y'all didn't hear that. I, didn't, I, I don't think you caught what I just said. The Holy Spirit works through unbelievers. Some people call it charity. Some people call it philanthropy. Some people call it good works. Some people call it good deeds. You can call it whatever you want, but it's the work of the Holy Spirit through compassion and grace and mercy upon all those that are God's children. We all belong to God. It's an organized chaos, the work of the Holy Spirit. It's an organized, it's like youth ministry. It's an organized chaos. The work of the Holy Spirit. It's like my desk and my conference table. If you walk in there right now, you will see that, wow, this place is not as tidy as I would have thought Pastor Josh would have had his office. I'm too much of my mom's son. But I know where everything is because it's an organized chaos. Some of y'all's houses are like that. That's why you ain't invited Pastor to come over yet. Like, Pastor, don't come over yet. Come over next week. But um, it's an organized chaos, right? Right? It's an organized chaos. But you know where everything is, especially when you need it. It's over there under that pile. It's over there under that stack. But it's there somewhere. That's, that's how the Holy Spirit works. He's not as tidy as Jesus was. The Father has everything just perfect and in order. The Holy Spirit, he's an organized chaos. Y'all know what I'm talking about? If, 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 if you know the Holy Spirit, you would say amen. Because you know that the Holy Spirit, he would run with something if not for the prophet. If not for our own personal human agency, the Holy Spirit would run through some things, wouldn't he? The Holy Spirit, he's a wild powerful force, but he's at work in everything and in everyone all the time. Number two, that's why sometimes it takes the Holy Spirit some time to get us where he needs to, us to go. Because some of us are a little, unor we're, 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 we're um, organizationally challenged as well. Number two, the Holy Spirit is always ready, but we're not always ready. And I'm going to break this down for us. The Holy Spirit is always ready, but we are not always ready. 
You are not ready until you're ready. We are not ready until we're ready. You ever had a thought, well, well how, when is, when's my turn, God? He's, you're not ready. But, 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 but what about those promises that, that you gave to me, God? What about that vision that you gave to me? He's like, you're still a work in progress. We're not there yet with you. And some of us get a little impatient. Some of us throw some temper tantrums here and there. And that's okay. He's a big God. He can deal with it. We're works in process. Somebody turn to your neighbor and say, I'm a work in progress. Just don't say, I know you are. Back. You see, you may think that you're ready sometimes, but the Lord knows that it requires more growth, more learning, and greater training, and greater preparation to get you to where he can hand things over. He can hand, he, he can hand the keys over to you. Baby girl, can you give me the set of keys that are there under my jacket right there? Because some of us want the keys already. My 14 and a half year old, he wants the keys already. I, I can see him. Thank you, sweetie. My, my 14 and a half year old, we're going to start driving and, and uh, learning here in the church parking lot. I'll make sure nobody, no, nobody's parked here when we start learning, all right? Some of us want the keys already, but God is doing a deep work and a good work and a work that nobody can undo, and so that's why he's not giving you the keys yet. Oh, but... but but, but I, I've been transformed. I'm a Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. I, I, I'm no longer conformed to the ways of the world. I've been transformed by the renewing of my mind. And God says, yes, a transformation by the renewing, the process. So God sometimes withholds the keys from us. Because he don't want you going and crashing before it's time. He doesn't want us to get ahead of ourselves because some of us, some of us, the Holy Spirit has a, a little bit more work to do than others. Is it okay if I say that? Because I'm talking about all of us in different ways, many different, uh, multiplicity of ways, a plethora of ways. God works in all of us in so many different things. I was talking with Brother Robert Chavez this morning. I said, you know, in the area of, of, of being a servant, that's one area that God's still working on me, that teaching me how to be a, 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 a true servant. So I, I'm a work in progress in that area. Y'all have to forgive me. Y'all have to forgive pastor, all right? When it comes to uh, the gift of helps, I'm working, I'm growing in that area. Amen? Other areas, I'm a little better than, than, than others. But the area of, of being a, a true helper and a true servant, I'm working. So, so be, bear with me and be patient. Good to see some, some brothers and sisters that are here in the house this Sunday for the very first time in a very long time. I'm seeing faces everywhere. Praise God. Hallelujah. I see young men. I see young women. I see families coming to church. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Feels like we're, we're getting back. Because God has you on a timeline. That God has, the, the Lord has us on a timeline. And he works that timeline now in us in conjunction with the Holy Spirit, in cooperation with the Holy Spirit. You're not on the same timeline 
as other people. But don't worry. Don't fret. Enlarge your territory. Lengthen the, the cords of your tent. Go and get some huge stakes and have them ready. So, so get ready. The word's already there. You've already received the word. You've received the vision. You've received the promise of God. He's working. He's working. Just let, let the Lord marinate on that. Let the Holy Spirit bathe that sucker. Let him work on you. Let the Holy Spirit bathe our mind, our hearts, our lives. Let him baptize us with his goodness. And let me, let me say this right. And with his wisdom. The gift of wisdom is something that God wants to give to us, and wisdom can only be attained over time. Wisdom can only be attained over time. I'm going to develop point number two a little bit more, because some of, some of us, our thinking was going to a, a spiritual type of thinking. Oh, it's because I have to get rid of this area of sin in my life before I can go and move on to this track. But guess what? It's not always a matter of uh, sin that we have in our lives. It's not always a matter of overcoming a vice or overcoming a, a particular temptation or a challenge in our life. For some of us, it is. And that's a spiritual thing that God is working in us so that we can conquer that sin. We can conquer that challenge spiritually, so that God can give us the greater spiritual responsibility to care for, to shepherd, and to do other things, spiritually speaking, in the kingdom of God. So for some of us, it is that, but others of us, it's not always that. Am I, am I, am I making that clear? So the growth track and the work that God is doing in us, it's not always a spiritual thing. It's not always a spiritual lesson that God is doing to, to bring us to that place of freedom in Christ. Although that is important, although that is, that is probably more important than anything, is having that breakthrough, having that deliverance, and being freed spiritually from any sin or any bondage, any, any addiction, anything that's holding us back, that is foremost and the utmost important for a believer in Christ as we grow. But it is not always that that God is, is waiting to work in your life and in my life in other areas of our lives. We're chewing on that one, Art, right? Because you, you don't need to be delivered from sin to know that showing up to work on time is important. You don't need to be delivered from sin to know that in order for you to run that company, you need about five more years of learning from some of the best in the trade and being humble and learning all the details of what it means to be in that position that God has already put your name on. Maybe God does need you to get a little bit more organized before he puts you in that position of leadership so that you, you, you know because of experience how you had to get certain things in order in your own life before God can elevate you, before God could promote you. You might be a people person, but God needs you to work on the paper portion. You might be a paper person thinking you deserve a raise, but you need to work in the people area a little bit. 
Yeah, we got an amen. So there are things that already have our name on them in heaven. Somebody say in heaven. With your name on it. With your name on it. There are things in heaven with your name on it. But watch this. But watch this. God is withholding that from you because we're not ready yet. We're not ready yet. The process is still, still taking place. It's still, but I ain't getting any younger, God. So we better get there then. We better invite the Holy Spirit to help us in our deficiencies, in our shortcomings, in our challenges. Can I hear an amen? Praise the Lord. Apply it how you will to your own life. Apply it how you will. If it's relationships you need to work on, start working on relationships. How do you work on relationships? Through relationships, through people, through love, through grace, through mercy, through forgiveness. Can I hear an amen? And God has not given you the permission to grow in those areas yet for some of us because we're not spiritually ready. So God, if he had a priority system, he says, get right with with me first. And once you get right with me, then we're going to bring you down a road of excellence like Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And then we can adopt the spirit of excellence into our lives because God expects us to grow and mature in every area of our life. You mean, you, mean, you, mean, you mean God just doesn't want me to, to be excellent spiritually? No, God wants you to be excellent at work. God wants you to be excellent at home. God wants you to be excellent when you're shopping at the grocery store. God wants you to be excellent when you're driving. God wants us to be excellent in everything that we do. Enlarge your territory. Somebody say enlarge. God wants you to enlarge your territory. Because he wants to entrust you with so much, he requires so much. So because he hasn't given you it yet, it's because he loves you that much. He loves you that much that he wants to make sure that you are ready to receive with two hands, arms wide open, the gift that he has for you. Point number three, everything in God's time. It could not have happened at another time. We were not ready before, but now is God's time. How many of you have ever seen or experienced something like, man, God, I wish this would have happened 10 years ago. Or, or how come this hasn't happened yet? All of a sudden it's happening now because it's God's time. It's God's timeline. You are ready. We are ready. The people of God are ready for the next level. Mission Ebenezer is, is ready for the next level. But a church with so many members and so many moving parts and so many different aspects and elements and, 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 and dimensions and dynamics. Like Mission Ebenezer, how do we bring a church to the same level all together? Prayer. The word of God. And who else? Say it. Wow. The Holy Spirit. God will not do a work apart from the Holy Spirit, nor will, can God do a work apart from you being 
in cooperation with the Spirit. If you are resistant to the work of the Holy Spirit that God wants to do in you, then guess what? He won't do it. God is a gentleman. He will politely, he will courteously just stand back and hold off and wait until you say, please come in. Last I checked, God don't barge in or break down the door of anybody's heart or life. He's politely waiting for us to invite him into that area of our life that we've stubbornly been keeping him out of. But don't worry. Guess who he sent to work on it ahead of him? The Holy Spirit. He's gentle. But yet he's powerful at the same time. He'll go in and radically change somebody's heart. And then he'll gently build them back up again in love. In Acts chapter 2, when the, when the Lord began to build his church, it's because God was ready. The people of God were ready. He had to bring them along thousands of years. So what a gift it is that we as the body of Christ can become the church that was a work of the Holy Spirit that God dreamt up in his mind and in his, his massive heart. Oh, man, here it is. What a privilege it is to be a part of the church. What a privilege it is for you and I to be a part of the church that he chose us. He predestined for us to be a part of that great imagination, that great that great plan for redemption, that great plan and, and tool for salvation. God chose to use you to be a part of the church. God chose to use me to be a part of the church, to be a spokesman, to be a mouthpiece for God, to be the hands and feet of Jesus that will go to the world and be the light and not the darkness. Hallelujah. Oh, man, what a privilege. Somebody say, what a privilege. Wow, man. Like a ton of bricks, right? Like a ton of bricks. Wow. Wow. When I think of how God is using the Uchegbulam family, not just here, not just Mission Ebenezer, but in Nigeria, all over the world. I just, the way I just think about the family, what a privilege it is to be a part of the work of the Holy Spirit. Wow. Wow. What a privilege the Salgados get a chance to hold it down from San Pedro Peninsula shepherding and pastoring the lives of so many young people because God has given a holy burden of responsibility and care to the shepherds that the Salgados are to these young people through the Fellowship of Christian Athletes and how the, the Vias are there to support and, and to, to back, that, back up that play. I mean, just think of the privilege it is that God has called us to in the work of God. So some, I know, no, 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 Man, I, I haven't been doing my part. I haven't been doing what I'm supposed to do. I know God has called me to something special, and I've been taking a little time off. Don't worry, it's okay, because God's a merciful, he's a patient God. He's a gracious God, but that's why we are here today. That's why God already predestined for you to be here today. God wants to use you. God wants to use your uniqueness. God wants to use your gift in the body of Christ. That's why you're here today to hear this message of how the Holy Spirit wants to work in us, in all of us, because the Holy Spirit works in all things and in everyone all the time.
growth is the work of the Holy Spirit. Amen? For some of us, it's taken decades to come to where we are today and praise the Lord. If you're just as hard-headed as I am, praise God, it's taken a few decades. Amen? But like Brother Steve said, we're here, we're here now, and not yet. We're kind of like a microcosm of the kingdom of God. We're here, but we're not yet. Because God is still working. It's a constant evolution. It's a constant growth. It's a constant dynamic expansion of your life spiritually in all things related to you in the cosmos. Related to the church in the cosmos. God's working in everything and everyone all the time. And lastly, the last point is this. Finally, when the Holy Spirit cuts loose, you can't stop him. In Acts chapter 2, right here it says that thousands were added to the church daily. Thousands. Somebody say thousands. Thousands were added to the church daily. That when the Holy Spirit finally cuts loose and he says, yes, you're ready, let's roll. Guess what? You can't stop the Holy Spirit from what he wants to do. Because it was his plan and his idea from the very beginning anyhow. We are just simply his agents in the world. We're his agents. So we work in concert. Somebody say in concert. Why in concert? Because everybody's got to be on the same note. And on the same page. Playing together a symphony. Unto the glory of God. A symphony. I'm going to ask you all to stand. Go ahead and take your communion cups. Take your communion cups. God's invited all of us to be a part of this symphony today. God is... He's asking us today... Can I be involved in your life? Will you allow God to be involved in your life? Will you? Will you allow God to be involved in your life? And if your answer is yes, then welcome the Holy Spirit into your space. Welcome the Holy Spirit into every aspect, every element of your life. Let's just begin to go before the Lord right now. Just begin to pray right there on your own in private or out loud, however you want to do it. Just invite the Holy Spirit. Welcome him into your place, into your life. Welcome him to work in your body. Maybe you need healing in the body. Maybe you need healing in your body and you want to involve the the work and the power of the Holy Spirit to be in concert with with others that are vessels and instruments and agents of, of miracles to do that work in your life. Just involve the Holy Spirit right now. God wants to receive all the glory and all the praise for the healing that he wants to do in your life right now. God wants to receive all the glory and all the praise for the work that he's going to do in your heart. If there's anybody here today that would like to invite Jesus to come into their life for the very first time, if that's you and you want to invite Jesus to come into your heart and ask Jesus to forgive you of your sins, and you want to put your trust in the work of the Holy Spirit, which is the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. 
you believe in your heart and you confess with your mouth that Jesus is God, that is the work of the Holy Spirit. Today, invite the work of the Holy Spirit to partner with you in life. If that's you, raise your hand. If there's anybody here, God bless you. Is there anybody else? Is there anybody else following with us online that may want to invite Jesus to come into your life and involve the work of the Holy Spirit? Hallelujah. Is there anybody else? Okay, next, second question. Is there anybody here today? He says, Pastor, I want to invite the work of the Holy Spirit to be a part of every area of my life. Raise your hand. Raise your hand. Who wants to invite the Holy Spirit to be a part of every, every aspect, every element of your life? Raise your hand. Hallelujah. 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 We thank you, Father God for the conviction that you've brought. We thank you, Father God, for being involved with us, that you're not some far and distant God that we can't see, that we can't touch, that we don't know. But Lord, you are everywhere and you're in all of us, Father God. And we humbly ask you, Father God, to partner with us, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, Father God, forgive us, Lord Jesus for our shortcomings. Forgive us, Father God, for our sin. Lord Jesus, we thank you. We thank you for your mercy and your patience with us. Do a full and complete work in us, Holy Spirit. Do that full and complete work lacking nothing. Lord, we ask that that there would be no lack in our lives. Holy Spirit, we ask specifically that you would that you would touch, that you'd you'd tinker with, that you'd adjust, that you'd radically transform the different areas of our life, Father God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Lord Jesus, I pray that you would give each man, each woman, each, each child, each young person that is here today, Father God, a vision of what you want to do in their lives. You're going to meet us all at the place that we are in need. Some of us, you're going to work in areas that we're not even aware of, thinking that it's something. Lord, you're going to meet us in those other areas that needed to be dealt with in order for us to get to the place that you've made known to us so that, Father God, we can work in concert and in full knowledge and in with the full awareness and the discernment given to us by the Holy Spirit. I thank you, Father God, for that word. I thank you, Father, for what you're doing, Father, in our people and in this church. I thank you for where you're taking our church as well, corporately. You're taking us to another level and you're unifying us in prayer. You're unifying us, Father God, around one vision one mission hallelujah 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 come on people of god put your hands together hallelujah people of god put your hands together hallelujah